0: Welcome to Holistic Human Performance Podcast. My name is Jenna Bradshaw, where we talk all things holistic health, wellness, spirituality, fitness, meditation, energetics, and so much more to help you become the healthiest version of yourself. Let's dive in. This is not medical advice. This is simply to help you on your journey through health, fitness, and wellness. I hope this helps. You can complement this with anything that you are doing currently in your life. Enjoy. Hey guys, Jenna here, and I am so excited to announce that the Holistic Human Performance Virtual Wellness Center is officially launched. Yep. That's right. We've officially launched. And this is like having a holistic health and energy coach in your back pocket. If you need a five-minute reset, okay, great. What do we have? You need breath work, okay, great. You need a little bit of mobility flow, nutrition coaching, great. You can access all of these on-demand videos and self-paced digital courses for a five-day free trial. That's right. I'm giving this to you guys for a five-day free trial so you can try it out, see if you like it, see if it works for you, and see if it actually is conducive to your lifestyle and it helps you to create change. It is literally like having me in your back pocket. So. Again, I'm giving you this for a five-day free trial. Head on over to HolisticHumanPerformance.co and get your free trial today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Holistic Human Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Bradshaw, and today we have a very special guest. We have Tara Graziano with us today. She is an Emmy Award-winning producer for The Rachel Ray Show. She is an entrepreneur and runs her own media and consulting company, and we connected through Instagram. We actually were just talking about how much we do love Instagram, not going to lie, and social media brought us together. I love her work. I think it's so important to dive into this topic that we're about to discuss uh, for the listeners. And without further ado, welcome. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me
1: on. I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: yeah, Yes, I'm really excited for this conversation because <laughs> I feel like for me especially, and we're going to get into your journey as well, but Having a significant story to share with other people is super important to get out to the world. And I feel like you do that really well, and help other people do that really well. And that yeah. is why I definitely wanted to have you on because, you know, you you just make it so clear, concise and so uh, personable and friendly and make it like fun too because sometimes like when you have a story it's very hard especially for me in the beginning it was very hard for me to like verbalize it Mm -hmm. and you have to be able to bring it all together in a concise kind of clear concise way and you do that really really well so Thank thank you I would love for you to just tell us what you are doing right now, a little bit about yourself, and then yeah. really go into the journey of how you even got into media because you, I mean, what you do is phenomenal. So I'm really excited to hear this story. Oh, thank you so much. So
1: I, I guess the short the short story, uh, <laughs> I'll try to make it short and sweet. But I am, as you said, I'm a television producer, first and foremost. I've been a television producer for over 20 years now. I was at the Rachel Ray Show for 10 of those years. Uh, And prior to that, I did um, MTV and Project Runway, Wife Swap, The Doctors. I uh, ran the gamut, I would say, of a lot of different genres. Um, And so that is basically where my education is, where my knowledge is, where my expertise lies, right? Uh, about well, we're in what are we about? Maybe I want to say four or five months ago is when we found out that it's going to be the end of the Rachel Ray show. We wrapped up our our, our final season this this year, so leaving that show after being there for 10 years was, uh, difficult to say the very least. I mean, you get so used to, you know, being with these people, they're your family and a show that you love so much, uh, but all good things must come to an end. Uh, right. so after, after that, you know, it's interesting actually, because I think you and I spoke about this when we first connected. And I said to you, it's, I don't know who I am if I'm not a Rachel Ray producer, because it literally became almost my DNA. People would introduce me. Oh, this is Tara. She's a Rachel Ray producer. And it was, mm. it was like, it was part of who I was mm. which is and then to lose something like that it was like that's interesting to me because I can't believe I it was so much ingrained in who I was for for strangers who were meeting me this is how they got to know me like instantly you know mm. Um, so, I had to take a step back for a second. And I really had to reevaluate. And what I did was, I thought to myself, this isn't, I'm not losing something. What I'm doing is I'm gaining another opportunity mm. to do something else that I love. And that's how I ended up opening up my business, uh, doing media coaching, doing development um, on series and, and things of that nature, uh, which I love. I absolutely love doing it. It's fairly new, uh, but it's given me, I think, a new purpose and a new. It's just something that now I'm excited about, you know, that kind of sort of replaced a little bit what I I felt like I lost, you know. Right. Um, so that's basically that's my journey in terms of production, in terms of my in terms of my business. But I know you wanted me to go back a little bit and how I even how I even got here.
0: Yeah. Um, tell us, how did you even get into media? I feel like personally as a kid. I wasn't really into TV. Like, I think it was just the way I grew up, like, I wasn't about like TV. So it's like interesting to hear somebody on the other side of the coin and you do something so different from what I do, (laughs) but the messaging is still the same. Like the foundation is still the same. Yeah. So I would love for you to go into that. Yes. So my, my
1: story of why I became so You know, obsessed with television really actually started before I was even born. So I actually had a cousin who, at 12 years old, passed away. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was a horrible, um, uh, you know, tragic thing that obviously happened to my family. And she was only 12, and they couldn't understand why she just suddenly, she just literally just, she was swimming in a pool, she got out and she went to cardiac arrest. So what they ended up finding was that we ended up having a genetic heart condition in my family. And this took years for them to figure out uh, through, you know, obviously different symptoms that other people had been experiencing. So when I was born, uh, they realized that I had this same genetic heart condition. And Mm. back then, this was in the 80s, there was so much that they didn't know about this. And you can imagine my mother obviously was very protective of me. And to lose, you know, somebody that she loves so dearly and then have a daughter that has the same thing, she was very, I, I was very very protected is a, is a good word to say. Mm. So while well, other kids could go out and play, or, you know, even in, I remember in elementary school, everybody got to go on the playground at recess. I had to go to the library and watch them, you know, play. I wasn't allowed to oh. do gym. So it was one of those things where I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to have like that active life that I think most kids had because we were so concerned of what was happening. By the way, my parents were very good in making me feel like, this wasn't, uh, it was more, they made me feel like I had like something special, like, oh, I'm, okay. you know, you have something that nobody else has. Like they try to do it in a way that made me feel special. Yeah, but for because sure. because of that, yeah. So because of that, I ended up um, watching TV, truly. And that's, that's really what I did. I used to watch TV, but you know, me and you were talking about this earlier and I said, it wasn't that I was just watching TV just to watch it. I ended up really becoming interested in the behind the scenes. So I remember when I was, I don't know, seven or eight years old, I would be made I would be producing TV. I didn't know it was producing back then, but I would make storyboards and I would write scripts and I would come up with all these show ideas. I was just, I just loved it so much. Um, and that's really how I think that's sort of what gave me sort of that the bug in my head, like, oh, this is what I want to do. So mm. I ended up, you know, growing up. I went to college, I went to school for all of this, and uh, and here I am.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. Yeah. So you gained just out of curiosity, like yeah. as a kid going through because I can also resonate with you you know I we spoke you know off the phone Mm -hmm. um but like being a cancer survivor at like a young age and then you know I could play and I could do things but I didn't really have that childhood so like just out of curiosity how was that for you when you were a child like were you like oh man like I don't get to play like did it upset you like how did you feel going through that you know (laughs)
1: I, again, I don't remember feeling, it wasn't that I felt upset and it wasn't like I was never allowed outside, you know, I went outside, you know, and I did, you know, I did have friends and again, my parents tried to do things in a very safe way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you know, yes, when I would be at school and everybody else was on the swings, you know, it was, it was it was it was upsetting I actually I remember I used to get excited this is gonna sound terrible I used to get excited when like a kid would like break their arm or something because they'd have to come and hang out with me I was like (laughs) at the table with all the kids like couldn't play in recess and I was like oh I have a friend today (laughs) and I was known kind of as the girl like you hang out with when you couldn't play recess for whatever reason you know it was It was very, that's Aww. what I remember of it, to be completely honest, by the way, as I got older and, um, you know, they, they, they got more information about this particular heart condition. I did end up, uh, becoming like I was, by the time I was in high school, I played on in the, um, high school Rockets I was able to do, you know, I, th- there was a point where things turned and I was like, oh, I get to be a part of the the crowd here, but it was more sort of cool. my childhood when they really didn't know what was going on.
0: Cool. Um, Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah I mean it's like so wild to like look back at all those breadcrumbs and then it put you literally on this path yeah. of what you're doing today. Completely yes. Which is so cool. So now just out of curiosity like mm-hmm. how was your experience working on set to set to set and then being obviously you're a part of Rachel what uh, yeah. the Rachel Ray show and how did you like did you have any experiences where you were like, uh, eh, don't really like this and eh, I really like that? It seems like you really liked working on the Rachel Ray show as well. Mm-hmm. Did you have like a favorite? Like how was that behind the scenes for you? Well, let me
1: I'll say this. Television, working in TV, is probably one of the most interesting jobs. There is no day that is the same as the next, right? That's what makes it so exciting. Mm. No matter what show you work on, you know, it doesn't matter. Every job has, you know, it's excitement. Every job has its challenges. I will say for me, working at the Rachel Ray show, it really was such an amazing show to work on. You know, I came in, I think it was season seven when I started. So it was already sort of this well-oiled machine Mm. and everybody was just so welcoming. And we had a really, really tight um, group of people there. Everybody was really became, you know, family. Um, Now that does not mean that there were not challenging moments. There certainly are. And and they are, they're going to be challenging just because production is that being a producer is solving problems. I mean, it's Mm. just the way it is. So no matter what show I worked on, sure. I had a better experience at certain shows than maybe than others, but those, those innate challenges that come up day to day when it comes to, you know, Oh, you have a, a guest that, you know, couldn't come on the show and they, they canceled last minute or COVID was like, I mean, talk about a challenge. That was a huge yeah. challenge. Just trying to figure out how to like navigate that whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, deadlines, having to manage people, like all of those things are inherent in the, in the job. So mm-hmm regardless of what show I was on, I, I had things about every, every, every set I was on, every show I worked for, there was amazing things about it. And every show there were challenging things about it. I mean, to mm-hmm. to say, to say the least, I mean, the good thing about Rachel was that, you know, it was actually the longest job TV, by the way, for the fact that Rachel had been on for 17 seasons is almost unheard of, especially yeah. now, you know, it's that's a really long run. So I was very used to working on shows maybe for a year or two, three would be tops, you know, and then you would move on to the next project. So once you get, you know, sort of, you got, I got real comfortable there and you kind of really get into a groove and it just becomes like, you know, you're going to your second home essentially. So,
0: yeah, you know. I love that. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. So now let's talk about the transition out of the Rachel Ray show and mm-hmm. into what you're doing currently, because. Mm-hmm we, you know, you mentioned identity and I think that a lot of people struggle with this. They become very attached to this identity that people, uh, recognize them for. So what was that transition like? And then also kind of talk about like, what did you do in order to make that transition a little bit easier, like with lifestyle, any tools, modalities, you know? Absolutely. So, exactly what, you, what I said before, because I, I really, there was that moment
1: where I was like, well, now what, what do I, what do I do? And more importantly, I started asking my the question, well, what do I want to do? Like I said, I can't think of this as something that was taken away. I have to think of this as an opportunity that was now given to me. And right. what was given to me was the gift of time. Okay. Big time. Right. Cause when you're in TV, you have no time. I mean, you're just constantly, there's something always going on. So mm. I had all this time and I always wanted to start my own business. It was something that was a dream of mine that I, never had time for. So I'll tell you really what I ended up doing was I started to think to myself as a producer, producers have, I don't want to sound like, you know, you know, Liam Neeson and Taken, but they have a very specialized set of <laughs> <laughs> And the truth is, is, when we are given a task, when we're giving a segment, there is no... We, we make it happen. We just make it happen. There is no thinking about how it's going to go wrong, why it's going to go wrong. How am I? It's just, it's like, okay, this is what we have to do. I need to get it done by this time and we're going to do it. So I started Mm -hmm. implementing the same sort of principles that I would put into my life as a producer, into my own life. And I will tell you what I did. I woke up one morning and I said, I'm going to start my business today. And I woke up, I went downstairs and I started a business within 24 hours. I had the website. I had all the packages set. I had my first clients. I had the LLC. I mean, I'm talking, I started, I took my own I took my own headshots, <laughs> 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 which I mean, to this day, people, when you see there are photos, you'll see that I have up there that I literally took of myself because Your photos I,
0: look great.
1: Oh, thank you. I, I have to get new photos, <sighs> but it's true. But this is what, I. but this is what I did. Cause I've been to myself, okay, if I was going to be producing this segment and I needed to do this in 24 hours, how would I do it? And I just did it. So mm. that's how I kind of made it happen. And I think, I think, you know, I didn't want to give myself too much time to be like, oh, what am I going to do next? How am I going to do it? I find for me, if I just set myself on, up to a goal, what what is the vision? What do I want to accomplish? And then you just take action and do it. It kind of just happens and it happens almost effortlessly, not to say there's not obviously challenges and difficult, um, you know, situations that arise. Obviously there are, but um, it, it it does, it just, it just comes more easily when you're just focused on the actual goal. So that's, that's how I, that's how I handled it. I got up one morning and said, I'll start my business today. And, and here we are.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's incredible. Honestly, I can completely resonate with that. Mm-hmm. I'm like one of those people, if you give me Or if I need to get something done, I will work on it for, like, hours until Mm -hmm. it's, like, pretty much done. Yes. And I think the other important piece to that is knowing that, like, for you, I didn't hear you once say that it needed to be perfect. You just did it. Oh. And you just got it done. This is – oh, I'm so
1: glad you mentioned that because this was a huge – and it's so true. And I think nowadays we're all so uh, focused on perfection. That was actually a big lesson I had to learn mm. myself because I was always so, especially as you know, you especially as a producer, you want everything to be so perfect. But the truth of the matter is, and what I've come to understand, what I've learned about myself is nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You may think something looks perfect, but everything is subjective, and that person actually may not think it's it's perfect. That's the first thing. The second right. thing is if we are so Worried about everything being perfect all the time, nothing's ever going to happen. It's just never going to happen. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that was, a, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because it's really true. And it was something that I actually felt proud about. I felt proud that I was, I got to a point in my mind where I was like, you know what? I don't need to spend all this money on a professional photographer right now. I'm going to take my own photos. And sure, they're not going to be perfect. But guess what? I did it. And it's up there. And we're, you know, and I'm making it happen.
0: Yep. And you got it done. Yes. And you get That's it.
1: That's it. Absolutely. Love
0: that. Yeah. So that's really great advice for those who are like, because I also see a lot of entrepreneurs too, that are taking more of this, I guess you could say holistic approach to Mm -hmm. their business. And they're like, Oh, like I've heard people say, Oh, well, you know, it doesn't look good or like it needs to be perfect. It's like, no, no, just get it done. Just get it done. Nobody cares. Yeah. No,
1: Nobody they cares. really don't. Nobody. I haven't had one person come to me and say, oh, that website doesn't look so great. No, it's not. They're, they're more, you, you're focusing on how you're helping people. You know, if you're focusing, if that's what you're putting out there and that's what your focus is about, that's what it should be about. You know, obviously you don't want to put something, you know, you have to have some standards. Right. Of course. <laughs> <Yes>. standards.
0: But, <laughs> you, know, you know, as long as you're getting the thing done and like that right. was your goal and accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, kudos! That's great. You did it in 24 hours. That's I know. Amazing. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Oh it was crazy.
0: <laughs> so now, switching gears a little bit, I wanna I want to discuss and talk about people who may have very impactful stories, mm-hmm. and some yes. advice maybe you have for them yeah. of where to begin, where to start, how to get your story across, because I'm an author, the, the, I think the hardest part for me was, okay, the book's done. Now I got to actually market it. Now I have to like, talk about it. I got to push myself. So let's talk about that a little bit and maybe give some like tips for people who, you know, are looking to lean more into that.
1: Yes. And I'm going to, I really want to also explain why your story is so important. And yes, and think about it this way. Every, everybody who has a book, right, you all have one thing in common, you're authors, right? Okay, so now you're all in the same sort of playing field. What is going to differentiate your book from others? And most people think it's the content in the book. And obviously, yes, it is. It's going to obviously draw different audiences and whatnot. But now you have to think about, well, what's going to make that person buy that book, okay? Mm. Well, they may not, they haven't read the book. They don't even know what the content is yet, right? Okay. You can give these tips. You can give these takeaways. You can give them a little sort of a teaser. But ultimately, what it comes down to is is the actual person, the author, the brand behind the book. And Mm. that is why I say your stories are so important because it's the only thing that will differentiate you between everybody else who may have a very similar book to something that you might be writing on, okay? the way I always say the easiest way that you can really start developing that story is to first, you're going to try to find, think about your life. I mean, people have very interesting lives and they have challenges, they have triumphs and all this stuff. So I say, just take a little bit, take a minute, take a step back, do a little snapshot and audit of your life and really start to pinpoint what those pivotal moments were. Typically Mm. you'll find that the, the challenges that we've had in our lives are the things that dictate the trajectory of our lives, right? So you look at the first piece of that is, okay, what is the challenge that I went through that impacted me so much? Okay. Then you're going to talk about, okay, well, how did I solve that challenge? What happened? How did I get through it? And then you're going to talk about, okay, now how am I going to take that? And how am I going to share it to help others? How is it going to impact others in a bigger way? You take those three components and that is how you start developing your story. And it can honestly be, and you want it to be something that's short, Sweet, concise. You don't want ever want this to be a you know five page you know dissertation. It has to be short. It has to be sweet because you have these people that you're pitching to who have you know you have very limited amount of time to get their attention. Uh, but if yes, if you can think about the challenge that you had, how you overcame it, and then what you're doing, how you're applying it now to your life, to your business, to help others, that right there is going to set you up for success. And it's what is going to make that person feel immediately drawn to you uh, and make you have and and given a connection. Everybody may not necessarily have had your story your very similar story, but I guarantee that somebody can, can uh, connect to the emotion behind it. We all Mm -hmm. have experienced the same emotions. They just have different, you know, they're just packaged in a different way. So if you can make that person feel something from that story, that right there is going to be instantaneous. That is how you get you, that's how you get booked in media. That's how you get people to buy books. That's how you get people to buy products. That's how you get people to buy services. It's all about that human that human connection, that emotional component.
0: Mm, yes, spot on. Mm-hmm. I've noticed the same thing when, when people um, like start their businesses and things like that, or even start to write their book, right? I've run into people who would write their bu- book and they would speak about like, well, I'm doing it for the money. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> oh, good luck no. with that. I The foundation, and seriously, I've just noticed this so much over time, like going through my own adversities and things mm-hmm. like that. It's just the foundation that sets everything up. And like you just said, human emotion, people resonate with that because yeah. energy is everything. That's and- it like my story can trigger you your story can trigger me and it's just like this back and forth between all human beings where it's you know we we have these emotions and it it grabs our attention so if you you know creating this concise story but also like can people resonate with it Mm -hmm. I think is just like it's ballpark you're hitting the ball of the park it's it's phenomenal and you you really just package it up so well. Like I gained so much knowledge from your oh from gosh. your Instagram because it, it's so helpful, especially like, you know, when you're starting to do media pitches and things yeah. like that, I'm like, okay, let's see. What did Tara say? <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. And I'm glad you said that
1: because I, I really do try a lot of the content that I put out are for people who are getting started in this. It can be overwhelming. And there's so much that you don't know, you know, and, and and sometimes it seems obvious, but the truth is, if you've never done this before, it's not obvious. It just isn't. And I try to put that information out there in a very simple way. So People who are starting to pitch themselves can um, get an understanding and really set themselves up for success. And just to you know, even say a lot because I think a lot of times people think, oh, I need a publicist. I need you know, you think you need all this team of people to get on these you know major you know daytime morning and daytime talk shows, and you don't. I, I can say honestly, people, I have booked just normal people who who send me a pitch. That's it. You don't have to. That's it. You you can pitch yourself and get on these shows. It's just a matter of making sure you pitch yourself correctly.
0: That's yes, it. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, so let's talk, cause I have a lot of like authors that listen to this podcast yeah. as well. So let's talk about maybe like how to like pitch yourself, I guess you could say maybe yeah. just some like tips yeah. for starting out. Well, I'll tell you
1: one thing and I'll tell you the biggest mistake most authors make specifically for authors is mm-hmm. when they pitch. Well, there's two things. Number one, they pitch their book. Okay, Mm. and I know that sounds counterintuitive. It's like, well, well, I wrote a book, why aren't you? You don't want to, here's the thing. And this is so important when you're thinking about pitching to producers and media, they have a lot going on okay their mm. emails are crazy absolutely insane not only are they getting pitched from a, a lot of people but they also have a lot of internal pitches um, I'm sorry their internal emails that are happening okay mm. so it's in, almost impossible to either keep up to the emails respond to all the emails um and because of that because you have all this this stuff coming through it's up to the person who's pitching to get their attention so a lot of times what what's happening is authors are just pitching their book thinking oh they'll they'll read all the about the book. They'll read the summary and it's getting lost because I can tell you right now, I, hundreds of pitches I get of books and I, there's no way, I don't have enough time in the day to look through all of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing they're pitching their book. I'm going to tell you what to do instead in a second. The other thing that they they do is they, they send a press release. Press releases are, um, I think were very common, like back in the day, uh, they look very professional. And I do think that there's a time and a place for press releases, but I, but if you're really trying to get the, the, the national morning day time talk shows. A press release isn't going to cut it. It has to be a pitch. And a pitch, the difference is a press release is basically just giving all of the information and you're leaving it up to the producer to figure out, okay, well, what is the book? What's it about? How does it mm. become a segment? A pitch, you've already established what the segment is for them. You gave them an amazing hook. You're giving them what the content is, what the se- you're really bringing it to life for them. So, instead of pitching the book, what you want to do is you really want to what is the book about? Let's start there, right? You go through, you cherry pick some of the top tips, the top takeaway of the book. That is what you pitch. And then after you kind of created this, this, this pitch, this segment, then you can go into all of these tips can be found in my new book. And then, and then you mention the book. It's, Mm. you're going to lead with how are you helping the viewers? What information are you giving them? How are you empowering them today on this show? That is what they care about. They want to propel information and you have, you wrote a book, which is, by the way, I love authors because authors, they already have all of the, the good stuff in a book. They actually have manuals of all of the stuff that we need. The, the problem is that they just don't realize it's not about pitching the book. It's about pitching what's in the book. That's a big difference, you know, um, and that's where most people kind of get tripped up a little bit. So that's, that's my, my best advice is don't just send a press release, write a pitch, take time, take care, really cherry pick the, the stuff in the book that you think is the most important that really will resonate with those viewers. Then you write your pitch. That's what you lead with. And then you go into your bio and you mention that you have a book.
0: Oh, okay. Love that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's so helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Um, okay, so like as we wrap up, this was like filled with so many. I mean, we could talk forever and ever. So. <laughs> so many gems. Um, are there any words of wisdom that you would like to leave the listeners?
1: Yes. I want to tell them that. You have more power than you think, and I, I, you know, I, I, we touched on it a little bit here and there. But the truth of the matter is, is I, you know, so many times I hear people say, "Well, I'm not experienced enough," or you know, "I'm not pretty enough," or "I'm not this enough." And and we all have an insecurity, right? Whatever you fill in the word in that that blank, I'm not blank enough. And the truth is, is that if you look on TV right now, or you look on social media or anything, you're going to see people who are less experienced. Than you or 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 not necessarily where you're at. And they're doing exactly what you want to do. So the only difference is that they took action to get there and they actually did it. So, you know, it kills me a lot of time when people, when they when people say to me, Well, I just don't think I'm I'm there. I'm not, I'm not good enough. And you are good enough. You absolutely are good enough. Because if you have information, if you have a messaging, if you have things that you can share to the world to help them. That makes you good enough right there. So that would be what that is my message to everybody. You have more power than you think, for sure.
0: Mm, boom. <laughs> I drop. love that. Thank you. So <laughs> Thank you. where can people find you? So you can go to my
1: website is tfgproco.com. You can also find me on Instagram at tfgraziano. Um and yeah, that's
0: that find me
1: those places.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Super easy. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if you like this episode, like, share, subscribe. Thank you so much, Tara, for coming on. I'm sure we'll, we'll meet again. And yes, absolutely. Guys, it was a great time. See you all in the next one. Bye.